Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into the show. It is Maggie and Perloff. We're hanging out with you on this Tuesday. Still Perloff emotionally processing the loss of his Eagles to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, Give me till you're about, a mess right now. Give me till really- April. The, the <laughs> Eagles have a couple extra picks. I know. Top See, 10. That's why if you're looking ahead, you're like all down like the Eagles, you know, missed their shot at the Super Bowl, yeah. and now they're going to be a six-win team next year. Like, I see it the complete <laughs> opposite way. You're like all doom and gloom. I think it's it's completely opposite. In fact, I think the Eagles have a better shot of getting back to the Super Bowl next year than the Chiefs do. The AFC is still the quarterback's murderer's row. It still is the conference that has all the stacked quarterbacks. It is going to be harder to get to the Super Bowl coming out of the AFC, just like it was this year, as it will be next year. I mean, let's be honest. The Eagles got super lucky and were on cruise control in the postseason. You didn't trail for one minute in those games. The Giants were not up to the, you know, up to the task. And the 49ers, you know, were riding the high with Brock Purdy, who gets hurt in the first quarter. Well, that's because they hurt him. Without a quarterback. But they hurt him. You can't ignore the fact that. They knocked two quarterbacks out of the game. Their pass rush was insane that day. And I don't know what happened against the Chiefs. Chiefs obviously watched that film and said, let's try a different strategy. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) listen, don't take that Niners team lightly. If that game was in San Francisco. That was a good team. It and that doesn't team, matter. If Kyle I think that Shanahan, team would have beaten the Chiefs, if, too, by If the way. Kyle Shanahan, maybe. But if Kyle Shanahan was still going to have a tight end blocking Hassan Reddick, then it was going to be game over. It was it was curtains. And Purdy couldn't get couldn't get away. It was, he's elusive, but he's not fast. Brock but there Purdy. was a play where Christian McCaffrey, who's not exactly Barry Sanders, he's a really good running back, ran over about nine different players, broke six tackles. For their one touchdown of the I game. Know. <laughs> I know. One. I'm just saying, and then Josh Johnson came in. That Don't take the Niners lightly. Don't take them lightly next year either. That's a legit team. They're a legit team, but think about it. The Niners come in. We talked to Brock Purdy when we were on Radio Row. In fact, he was the last interview that we had Super Bowl week. We finished out the week with Brock Purdy, and he said he's got to go in and compete for the job. And if he's got it, he's going to have surgery now on that elbow. It's putting him out till training camp. I mean, there's nothing set in stone with the San Francisco 49ers at their quarterback situation. Right. But the this idea that the AFC is so much stronger, then how can Patrick Mahomes get to at least a cha- championship game every year? Well, because he's amazing. <laughs> he and Andy <laughs> Reid are incredible. The Eagles have real challenges this offseason. Legit. The, the Chiefs are probably going to get better next year. The Eagles are going to... There's no way they could stay as good as they are now. How are they going to bring all these guys back? Well, you still have... Your main guys are still signed. I don't want to go through the Eagles no, roster no, one really. by one. No, what do you mean your main guys? Your main guys... So you have Hurts, who you're going to give an extension to. Right. You, you have all your million. offensive skill position players. No offense, Miles Sanders you don't have. But in but terms a, of A.J. Brown... Miles Sanders just had an, an unbelievable year. He's arguably the best running back in the whole NFC. What do you do in the Super Bowl? Total no-show. You yeah, also he got had, hurt on the third play. But you're the one who had Kenneth Gainwell props. Gainwell, yeah. Boston Scott, who you should just keep around just for games against the Giants. Yeah. I mean... 
you're you have skill position guys. Your defense, you know, you got to figure out what you're doing with Bradbury and I believe CJ Gardner Johnson. But you've got guys who are getting a little bit older. But you've also used your depth to you know have guys on the defensive line who are younger, like Sweat and other guys. Plus, you've got two picks, and one of them's in the top ten. Okay, but the two reality first is, round picks and ones in the top ten. This might be a little bit of a hot take, but the most important player on the Eagles is Lane Johnson. Right. Even more than Hurts. Well, that's just he's he, thirty-two. Yeah, he's he gets signed hurt. for a long-term deal. He gets it's hurt just whether all or not the he time. wants to play. Right, he right. gets hurt all the time. Kelsey is so the brain of that entire offense. And what all did they starts do? Kelsey. They drafted Kelsey's replacement yeah. with a year early so that Kelsey could train him and that he could try to hand it off. Now Kelsey's probably going to walk into the Hall of Fame, Jason Kelsey. That is. So you, who knows? But like that's the smart thing to do for Howard. But does, actually, it doesn't matter. It's, all indications are Jason Kelsey's coming back. Yeah. And by the way, why wouldn't he? He's a center. He's thirty-three. Why does he have to retire? I, I don't even understand. How physically grueling is it? I think he'll be Listen, back. Listen, you're on your own but, on that take. I'm not getting the offensive line community <laughs> mad about me. Do you know why that. the Eagles had so many sacks this year? Because Bradbury shut everyone down. C.J. Garner-Johnson was great. Uh, and Darius Slay is awesome. If you take two out of three of those components out, there's a lot of challenges re-signing. There's so many players. But there's you, more than probably more than... Any team in the league. But you have executive of the year, Howie Roseman, who always seems to find a sucker out there to either trade with or finding guys even in the middle of the season who are coming in to play on the on the line as depth pieces. Also, you just lost out both your coordinators. You, you have to say that Kansas City is going to be a much closer version, and I think a better version because now they have a full offseason to figure out how they're going to use their secret weapon, Kadarius Tony. If he can He's, stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, but... Kansas City, what's how are they going to get worse? Okay, well, Kansas City, the rest of the division is getting better, presumably. No, oh, you're you going to fall for I mean, it's definitely not getting better. Okay, we have Sean Payton now in Denver. We both think that they're going to get a bump. Yeah, we also thought they were going to win 12 games last year. So, okay. Okay, but now they don't that, have Nathaniel, like, you know, hand me the musket hackett. Did you see that in August? No, I thought Russ still had it, but do you do you not think that they're going to have double-digit wins now? I do, and I thought they were going to have double-digit wins last year, so that means nothing. Okay. I, and that division, I, we can't make the same mistake. We're not going to fall for the AFC West again. I'm just going to say, you have Sean Payton in terms of a bump for Denver. You still have Justin Herbert, who's got oh, a new offensive terrifying. coordinator. Oh, no. How many uh, playoff games has Justin Herbert won? Well, none, but <laughs> he's still an excellent quarterback. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is still great. And he now, you know, they figured Trevor something Lawrence, out. Trevor Lawrence, they were 9-8. and eight. They barely, barely beat Josh Dobbs and the Titans in Week 18. 20-16, to 16 and only because Dobbs got a strip sack. That team... They think, came back from 24 nothing down or 27 nothing down. That was an unbelievable game. But, but they're an average team. They're 9-8. Well, and eight. They Honestly, they should have lost that game to the Titans. There's no doubt about it. But they will be a playoff team next year, I believe. Uh, probably. But still, they're not scaring the Chiefs. Still have Josh Allen. Still have Joe Burrow that you have to contend with in the AFC. If two is able to stay healthy, he was one of the most productive quarterbacks in the uh, league. Okay. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy, but you still have to account for it. Does anyone think that the Steelers are missing the playoffs two years in a row? Have we met Mike Tomlin? Steelers not do, happening. Do not scare the Chiefs. What about Lamar Jackson with a healthy does, season? Definitely does not scare the I'm Chiefs. I'm just saying it's how many get playoff harder. wins does Lamar Jackson have? He's got one. Lamar Jackson's been an MVP level for four years, and the Chiefs have sure gone on a lot of Super Bowl trips during that span. Okay, but do you want to go through the NFC quarterbacks? It's not exactly like the who's who like that's standing in the Eagles' way. Yeah, the toughest they, thing is probably Dak Prescott in, in Dallas, depending on what they do with the skill position players. 
if they get another uh, wide receiver. I mean, listen, I think San Francisco is a really, really good team. I mean, they are. Some... San Francisco is really good, but I'm talking about quarterbacks. And if you're like, as we get further and further in the playoffs, I think to me, the quarterbacks matter just like it mattered in the Super Bowl, right? Like yeah. it matters who your quarterback is as you face better and better defenses. Uh, I, I just think the this idea that the AFC is just going to kill everybody in the AFC, uh, the AFC is going to kill the NFC is ridiculous because two of the last three Super Bowl winners have been from the NFC, the the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah. And the Eagles over almost a third. It's going to be pretty even by the end. There's going to be a team in the end. But regardless, I, I'm I just about like, your path to get to the Super Bowl yeah, is but easier. We don't. We just don't know what's going to happen because we thought the AFC West was going to be the all-time great division this year, and I, it just wasn't. I know, but what we also thought was that the path to the Super Bowl was going to be easier for the team out of the NFC, and it ended up being 100% true. I'm sorry, you got did. a little challenge in the NFC Championship game by a great defense. Like, boo-hoo. I mean, it's just you don't have the quality of quarterbacks in the NFC. And, you don't have and, the Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers might be leaving. They didn't make the playoffs last year. It's going to be another one. Yeah, but you, you're going to have some good teams in the NFC. It's just the way – this year, I'm telling you, this idea, all this talent, all these quarterbacks, it's great. For example, Lamar Jackson. Put it all together. Keep those teams healthy. Keep the Chargers healthy. Keep the Broncos healthy. Okay. I just don't buy it. You have a lot of older guys, a lot of crap free agent signings like Chandler Jones and stuff that came in the AFC. That is not exactly scaring me. But at least I gave you like five teams. Who in the NFC? You're giving me the 49ers and you're giving me the Eagles. Who else are the great teams in the NFC? No one yet. Yeah. So, and, and boom, and mic drop, and that, and the, and the argument's wait, wait, over. And how many great? There's there's three great teams in the AFC. I think that you you look at AFC teams who are actively improving. Too. Yeah, maybe, but there are only three real contenders in the AFC. I mean, you you put the Jags, honestly, who are. They were basically stormed to get to nine and eight last year. If you're having them great, and they know, spent, they, they, they were, went all in last year to get to nine and eight. I know, but think of the improvement. They were coming off a three win season. Uh, so what? You could sit, point to ten teams in the NFC who might have some huge jump next year. They're not scared. You think they're scaring the Chiefs and the Who's Bills? Who's making the biggest jump in the NFC next year? You can have lots of teams. Dallas can make a jump in the postseason. The Eagles are going to be good again. You go through this. The Giants with Brian Dable could be improved. They definitely. You think be that they're going to get better, or do you think that they I think take a prob- step back? I think they're probably going to be better than the Jags. Honestly, the NFC East was well, they fourteen might be better and two. Than the Jags. Okay. They were, well, you just said the Jags were a powerhouse. No, but who's a, who's a better quarterback, Daniel Jones or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. There you go. Uh, the the Giants would have gone thirteen and four in the NFC. They would destroy the AFC South. An AFC South that the Jags were nine and eight in. The NFC East lost three games all year. They're fourteen and three or something like that against the AFC South. Those teams stink compared to the NFC East teams, and that's the Jags. And the, all right, the Bengals, for example, yeah, the Bengals are awesome, but they're going to have to start paying people too. I, I'm not so sure that they keep it up. I mean, okay, but. Is Joe Burrow not one of the best? He's top, great. Is he top three quarterback in the league? He's great. I'm telling you right now, that window is closing fast for Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know about that. Joe Burrow himself said the window's open as long as I'm playing. That's, I, the window is open for Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, too. And, well, maybe Joe Burrow doesn't take every last dollar. He might not, which is what Drew Brees and what Aaron Rodgers both did. If you take every last dollar, then you can't complain. I'm not saying yeah. guys should take less. you got to do what you got to do. But what's the difference here? Guys who are getting paid $60 million a year, it's harder to build a team when you're taking every cent. I would say one thing. I would say let the draft and free agency play out. And let's let the the dust settle. see what quarterbacks land. There are definitely 
teams that could jump up real fast. You forget the Rams have still have Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. I know, but Matthew Stafford with a spine injury. I mean, oh, that's a little tough. Fine. Get out of here. <laughs> he's Injuries fine. don't this even. Fine. It's like this it's like salary bad. cap space. Matt, you know that Matthew Stafford, by the way, <laughs> tough dude. He's going to come out balling. I know, year. but you're the always the one who cautions against free agency. But it already worked with Stafford. I'm just saying somebody could jump up in the NFC. It's not this idea that the AFC is so great. Well, you admit we screwed up with the AFC West before the season. We, we just screwed messed up with the up. AFC West, but you I think we're, we are on point, though, that the AFC was the better conference. We, yes, definitely. definitely. But the thing is, people look at March and free agency, and they always make the same mistake. They see the big names coming to the AFC West and assume that Khalil Mack and Chandler Jones and all these guys are going to put teams over the top. Yeah, Russell Wilson. There's a reason yeah. older players get to free agency. Uh, oh, for free agency. Sorry, yeah, I thought you were just talking it, about free agency and trades. Free agency. I'm saying these free agency signings, the AFC won all these press conferences, but it definitely didn't play out that way on the field. Yeah, but the Super Bowl champion is in the AFC West. From now, so, right, but could have easily been the Eagles. And two years before, it was NFC. I know. That's why I'm saying I think the Eagles have the better shot of getting back. I mean, I think it's just it's just so much easier, I think, if you yeah. are in the NFC right now. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. But the Eagles face real challenges. I, you know, that, There's a reason there's a new Super Bowl team every year. There's another challenge, I think, that both teams face, which is the season is long. You know, it's longer ever since they went to the 18-game schedule. Even if, though, even if the Eagles and the Chiefs both got one seeds and got a bye, it's just, I mean, we're at President's Day. You know, it's Valentine's Day. The season just ended. Like, I do think it takes the toll. I got bad news, Maggie. The the Chiefs are reloading. They're going to be much better next year than they were this year. Wait till Tony and Pacheco get a year under their belt. Oh, man, you're in trouble. Yeah, I think they're going to keep adding, too. How about Justin joining us? He's listening to us on the Odyssey app. He's a Chiefs fan living in Kansas. What's up, Justin? How are you? Oh, it's happy times for us here. Oh, Uh, congrats. You think about going to the parade on Wednesday? I don't know. I might. It let, the last one was crazy, and, and the, even the Royals one was crazy in fifteen. But yeah, I, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely enjoying the game and uh, all the festivities and everything. Though. Appreciate you bringing bringing up twenty fifteen. You beat my Mets. What else you got? <laughs> I'm really making friends here. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Well, no. Okay. As far as the game goes, I you know the Eagles played a great game, um, and so if you're an Eagles fan, you have every right to be proud of your team. Um, I think the Chiefs definitely earned it. They they played a really tough schedule. They beat the best. Um, uh, I think the whole as far as the whole flag thing goes. I mean, you know, if if let's say you know it was a cop and you speed past the cop, you might get away with it one time, but that doesn't mean you're going to get away with it every time, right? You can't speed by him every time. So this whole notion that you know it shouldn't have been called because it was at the time. I mean, even the guy admitted that he held. So I just think that's kind of an overblown narrative, but. Okay. Well, I mean, it was it was a major call at a, at the most critical juncture of the game, right? Even right. even if Bradbury admits that he did hold him. And Justin, thank you so much for the phone call. That yeah, that's weird. A Kansas City fan who doesn't think that call was a big deal. <laughs> Never saw that coming. It was just <laughs> under 2 minutes to play. I mean, that was I know they say all plays mean the same thing. It's just it, that's just not true. That play, no, that a, flag, in that moment meant everything. It was a huge call, but it was one play in the game. I, I kind of agree with Nick Sirianni. That game was not lost there. It was lost at a couple other points. I would argue there's one play. I saw an interesting tweet by our buddy Elliot Schwartz Park. Yeah. When he missed Quez Watkins on that one play, the Eagles needed to be perfect on every drive. Yeah. And I don't know that Hurts really missed him or Watkins and catch it. 
that one stop was so gigantic. It was everything. Um, because we are going to be coming up on a moment that is celebrated every day here on this show. Celebrated at 420 Eastern, 420 Central Time, 420 Mountain. We're not on the air on the West Coast at that time, but I'm sure they celebrate in our honor. <laughs> uh, people love 420 around our chat. It's become a thing. The Weedos, as we affectionately call you. Did you know, and I didn't know this until I saw it on social media yesterday, it was tweeted by Bobby Carpenter, member of the former Ohio State oh, yeah. linebacker. There's something called a cannabis amnesty box. He tweeted at O'Hare Airport. So the funny part, he said it's actually through security. So somehow you got to get your cannabis through, the, you got to get through security with the paraphernalia. But then there's an amnesty box so you can just throw it away once you get, I guess, closer to the plane. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like the place you're landing. Maybe it's not legal there, but where you're taking off, it is legal. Can you imagine someone going in? Like, who's the person who gets to empty out that box every day? It's got to be the happiest person in all of Illinois. Oh, and yeah. Why are you bringing it through security if you're not going to bring it on the plane then? And then you're going to throw it away. Maybe it's so you have, like, you know, last-second opportunity. Like, if you're flying to, I don't know, Turkey or something. Maybe there's a – I'm just thinking that from the movie Midnight Express. But, like, maybe you're going <laughs> to a country or a state that's not as hospitable to – Cannabis. There's one last chance to throw it away. I mean, you could just throw it in a garbage can. Too. Yeah, but what's again? What's the risk of getting arrested just to bring it through security if you're not going to bring it on the plane? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think it has to be about where you're landing. Like if you've already gotten through security, then clearly you're golden where you are. Yeah. But depending on where you land, but like you see, you could just throw it in the garbage, which makes me think somebody in the airport is like, "Aha! Uh-huh, I'm coming to collect. I'm coming to collect." Everyone who throws their weed away. And then what do they do with it? Light it up. <laughs> I said, I don't think they're throwing it in the dumpster. No. Probably reselling it. Who knows? No one else thought that was weird? A cannabis, a cannabis amnesty box in an airport? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, <laughs> it was big. I can't get by the concept of bringing it through security just to throw it away. That To me, that's beyond me. The funniest part is what if you're hiding it in a place that's kind of inconspicuous? Well, what are you going to take is that, it? Maybe that you're hiding it for when you then land back in your airport? I don't know. Bizarre. Really, really, really funny. And it's like the size of a garbage can. It's like who needs – it's not a box. Like you could probably fit this in a filing cabinet. You don't need like a massive <laughs> 50-gallon drum for everyone to drop off their cannabis. Yeah, anyway. For me, there's a general panic about I'm so scared I'm going to bring a bottle of water through security <laughs> and, and gum up the mucks for um, – muck up the – what's the expression? Muck it up? Gum up the works. That's the expression. Okay. Yeah. But I'm afraid that everyone's going to be waiting behind me because I'm the idiot with the water bottle. I'm not worried about the weed. As <laughs> no, no, no. I get nervous <laughs> about stuff on the planes too. Like, am I? When they're like, has anyone had your bag, you know, since you packed it? I'm like, I don't know. Has anybody? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's been in my possession the whole time. Like, have you ever had a oh, security like a guard midnight. ask you something and it makes you second guess yourself? Yeah, you're going to end up in a Thai prison. No, that part, no. That uh, The Turkish prison. No, it's the, uh, it's the liquids in the bags because I always, I don't know what's in my bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you get pulled out and inspected. That's embarrassing. Super embarrassing when they take, and they open it up and now all your clothes oh, are that. out there. And then they're like wiping off your zippers with something, looking for yeah. residue. Yeah, this goes in the weed box. This goes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just not that interesting. Nothing in my bag is interesting. Duck suit, maybe? That's it. 
<laughs> that gets through easily. It's cotton. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Get back to your phone calls in just a moment. Uh, did you notice, Perloff, the name of Andy Reid's now famous play that they ran against your Eagles to score two touchdowns? Do you even know what it was called? Uh, I heard people talking about it, but I don't remember. It's called Corn Dog. Mm. Because apparently Andy Reid likes to eat corn dogs, he said, with ketchup and mustard. So that got us thinking about another round of our favorite game, NFL Audible or Festival Band Name. We'll play that in just a moment. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. You know, it's weird, Maggie. The the phone line seemed to have a lot of Chiefs fans who wanted to remind me that they won the Super Bowl as if I didn't know. <laughs> no, what you, the heck? You know. It's been on your mind constantly since the final whistle but since I the mean, confetti went off yeah no maggie uh maggie and we were arguing in the break about she doesn't think the chiefs are gonna be back because she feels the uh the colts and the jaguars are <laughs> no. are built for well, how do you no, think no, all no. these teams explain I, to me the chiefs are going said, to be back they're going to be back in the super bowl i never said that the chiefs might not be back what i said is the eagles yeah. have the easier path to get back because the, the NFC chiefs. Is yes weak. because the nfc is weaker than the afc that's that's all my argument is but if the nfc is so hard why do the chiefs keep on Dominating. Because they have the best quarterback in the game and they have the best coach quarterback combination in the game. I mean, listen, it was a it was a master class in the second half. And listen, and your Eagles were right there with them. But the okay, the Bills have a great quarterback. Yeah. But it's not translating. Yeah, because maybe it's the coaching staff. Maybe it's the style of play with Josh Allen. They didn't play well against the Bengals. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went wrong. Yeah. I'm just curious and and Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. Yeah. He, and and know, honestly, if 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 Osai doesn't push Mahomes out of bounds, yeah, maybe that a, game goes to overtime, and maybe it's the Bengals who are playing the Eagles. I honestly think you could argue that the Chiefs and the Bengals have a bigger Super Bowl window than your Bills. Not to get way off track here, but... I Bur- think they do. Yeah, it's something about Burrow and Mahomes just feels like those guys are going to be back where you just don't know with Josh Allen. Well, I mean, listen, I think Allen is really talented. I think they're always going to be in the mix, but you... I mean, it turns out the Bills were a skill position player short. It turns out that the defensive line was not as good as maybe you th- we had thought that yeah, it was all you year. Lost Vaughn. And you know, to be honest, like they had trouble in the secondary. And I know Demar Hamlin ended up being yeah. this incredible story, but he was already their second string corner. Then they went down to a third string. It got 100%, tough. A hundred percent. Really tough. I think that's a huge part of the story is the injuries because wasn't Micah Hyde in and out and that was mostly out. Mostly out. Yeah, yeah this half the season. It's tough. Uh, did you get your picture with Jordan Poyer? By the way, I did. Yeah. Okay. I did get a picture with Jordan. <laughs> no I said, and I that. said thanks for the memories because <laughs> he's uh, not going to be on the Bills next year. Is he as good looking in person as he is on TV? That would be unprofessional, Pat. But your answer is yes. I can uh, answer that for you, Pat. That's a hard yes. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Just yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was looking mighty fine on Sunday, man. Oh, did you see a very very proud of his outfit? Yeah, Pat gave me the biggest Twitter. compliment on Twitter. That was kind of weird. That what I <laughs> are we allowed to say that? Yeah, why not? What'd you say? I mean, I'm not dumping it anyway, so. I know you're the one responsible for whether or not things get out over the air. 
Maggie, do you know that four-letter acronym for attractive mothers of children? Oh, like someone Zach Wilson might be attracted yeah, to? Yeah, are we allowed to say that word? Let's pass on it. Yeah, say it. I'm not saying it. You say it. Dilf? <laughs> yeah, I was called that by Pat Pat's Pat's not dropping that. It's, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad word. Okay. It's an acronym. It's an acronym. Is yeah, that what you, you said about Perlo? You did say the whole... <laughs> You didn't say the whole phrase, every word, then it'd be a problem. I would oh, not. Okay. Thank and you. I, and I got the notification that he liked the tweet, and then I went to it, and it was unliked. So I, I think you unliked it after you liked it. Oh. No, I didn't mean to unlike it. Okay. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. You kidding me? It made my day. I told everyone <laughs> in the press box around me. <laughs> I actually told him. I'm like, hey, Bill, Pat said I'm a dilf. <laughs> <laughs> what does I, that mean? <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. You had to look it up like Tom Brady. You had to look up Thirst oh. Trap. <laughs> Apparently you didn't know what it means. Sure you didn't know, Tom. Sure you didn't know. Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this comparison, you're basically just comparing me to Tom Brady, and I'll take that. <laughs> Revel in it. I'm trying to make you feel better. Your team just lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to Ed is in California. Wants to talk about a team that's going to be in the news a lot lately because they released their quarterback, Derek Carr. That's the Raiders. What's up, Ed? How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, bud. What's up? I think... Uh... A couple added pieces to the defense mm-hmm. and a quarterback, and I think the Raiders are in the, in the playoff hunt, and they're going to make a run. All you got to do, get that defense right, find a quarterback. Easy peasy. They should, but there's always something, and Sue, you could, there's always something that goes wrong. I don't know what it is. And thank you for the call. I think it's organizational and the owner. There just seems to be an instability there. You can look on paper at that depth chart and say, ooh, look at all these stars, but w- something is missing there. Stu, what's missing? Uh, everything. Stability, coordinator stability, defense, pass defense, run defense. It's always there's always one hole, like Perloff said. Usually multiple holes, but there's at least one glaring hole. Stability, that's a good word. Yeah. Or good organizations have it. The Chiefs have it, the Eagles have it, the Raiders do not have it. And you know, right now it's like, all right, just get some defensive pieces in the quarterback. It's kind of a lot. You know, I say easy peasy, I was being sarcastic. Like, you know, I wonder if there's gonna end up being a moment this year where the Raiders regret releasing Derek Carr. I know everyone felt kind of done with him, and he'd been there for a decade, but at the same time, you're going to go with a rookie who's probably going to be pretty raw if you're at the seventh overall pick unless you move up. Or, listen, beyond Rodgers, Derek Carr is the best thing on the market right now. You're going to go with Mm. Garoppolo, who gets hurt every year. You're going to go with, what, Ryan Tannehill? I think you need new energy in that building. Now, you know what kind of stinks about the Raiders? The Jaguars had a total nightmare with Urban Meyer. So they go opposite, and they bring in a guy like Doug Peterson for total stability. The experience. It, it worked great. The Raiders had a total nightmare with John Gruden, I, I think. It ended with a total Total nightmare. ended with yeah. a nightmare. Mayock, I think, is a great guy, but it just didn't work as a GM. So instead of going stable, they went Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. A bunch of Patriots guys. Yeah, I don't know if Josh McDaniels is Doug Peterson. Does that make sense? He seems like a, a mercurial guy. <laughs> he definitely is. He's Doug not, Peterson right? won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Yeah, Josh, Josh McDaniels, McDaniels flamed out in Denver. And takes jobs and then t- turns jobs back. He is not exactly. They need a steady the ship guy. Yeah, well, no, we 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 know now why McDaniels uh, turned his back on the Colts, remember? Oh, right, right. It oh, the came bathroom out that, thing, yeah. that Jim Irsay came we over to their house, true. went to the bathroom, and didn't come out for a while. And we the, think that's true. And the By wife way. said, no thanks. The steady, the ship, Raiders, see what I did there? Oh, yeah, there probably that might have gone over your head. But. <laughs> it probably did. <laughs> uh, Dan Kissfan, 77 in the chat, says, the Raiders are as dysfunctional as Mark Davis's haircut. There you go. How about <laughs> Dub is in Denver, who's listening to us on SiriusXM right now. Dub, you have a thought on the cannabis box at the airport that I was mentioning. 
I do. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, if I had to speculate, I don't think it has to do with the legality of where you're coming or going from. It has more to do that airports are federally regulated mm. and cannabis is still a Schedule 1 drug to the feds. So it's probably an opportunity for you to dump it so you don't get hooked by the feds. That's what I would guess. You know, that's smart. Give people a little out. I just wonder, I mean, nothing's changed about that over the last 30, 40 years. There, I've never seen a cannabis amnesty box until now. Like, why now? Oh, I think he's explained it because the federal rules are different than the state rules. So people might think that they can do it in their state. Right, but right. once you pass that line, you're in the federal law zone. I, I know, but how long has marijuana been legal? Thank you so much for the call. How long has marijuana been legal in, like, California and mm. Oregon? Like, 10 years, right, at nah. this point? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Like, why? It, some of these states, it's been legal for a while. Colorado, like, they're not new to this. So Is why are we just seeing already? the amnesty now? The amnesty box. Well, I think a widespread marijuana legalization, I thought it was two or three years across. When was 2016 California? for California. 2016? Okay, so. It's been a couple years. Yeah, so wait, where is this box? In California? No, I thought that Bobby Carpenter said he tweeted from O'Hare Airport. Right, which might be much <laughs> Which more... might be sooner, but like, I guess I'm just wondering why not, the moment it became legal in these states, why not put the box up there? Illinois was 2020. That's very recent. Yeah, the more, and it feels like every year it's a new state, a bunch of new states. Am I, am I an idiot? Why, if you're going to plan on throwing it out anyway, why even bring it? Why even bring yeah. it through security? For the rush? I don't. Well, and the other, right, for the rush, right, they do something yeah. naughty. Listen, I mean, we've, other... all, we've all been drug mules to get through college. We all know how it works. <laughs> Ho-hum, just another Tuesday. Uh, quickly, let's get to, Tim is in Ohio, and a couple people uh, have called in about this. Tim, what's on your mind, pal? You're listening to us on 1240 in Ohio. Great station. Hey, guys, just quick question, and, and I'm maybe I'm missing something, but... Name another offensive coordinator with an OC with the enemy's resume who's not even a head, who's not a head coach yet. I'm like, what is going on? Is this dude a bad interview? What am I missing here? Tim, we ask ourselves this question, it feels like, every single year. Thank you so much for the yeah. phone call because it's a mystery to us, too, unless you just want to say blatantly that, you know, it's racism and that's why, but – We've seen other black head coaches get hired. We cannot figure this out with Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, and forget you and me. Even the best NFL reporters have not been able to figure this out. We'll have right. Peter King on the show later, yep. and maybe he'll have new insight. But people have been wondering him, trying to get behind the story. You hear reports about interviewing and stuff, but it doesn't make any sense. There's definitely... There's no offensive coordinator with this track record who's not gotten a job. Not even close. And the crazy thing is like, oh, now he's the front runner for the job in D.C. It's like, really? Someone with Eric Bieniemy's resume is going to go to a team that's synonymous with dysfunction that doesn't have a quarterback? Like, that's the opening? Oh, I don't... If he's uh, going to do yeah, a lateral I, move, like, I, I don't hear you, get but, it. But it's Ron Rivera's staff. That, that makes some sense. It's better than, say, going to work with Shane... I, I don't know, with Jonathan Gannon in Arizona... Yeah, well, they've... It's not totally the table. A Rivera lot of turnover, is, yeah. Yeah, Rivera is second or third in the league in uh, the most coaching years, right? He's the most experienced coach. I know, but I always get the sense, like, could this be his last year? Could this be his last yeah, year? Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, Phil is in Pennsylvania. He's got a similar question about enemy. A little bit different, though. What's up, Phil? Hey, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thanks. Same to you, bud. I have a question. Do you uh, think enemy would be you know, better off maybe moving to the Eagles? You know, to be away from uh, Andy Reid and Mahomes, or do you think he has to go to uh, you know a lesser team 
build up, you know, their team and their quarterback to make the playoffs, and then he gets hired. Absolutely not the Eagles. Absolutely a lesser team. He's got to, if he goes to the Eagles, everyone will assume he's picking up from where everybody left off last year and it's, give the credit to Sirianni. He's got to go somewhere that does not have a winning record and build up that offense, bring that Kansas City magic. He has to. Phil, thank the, you for the call. Yeah, the enemy of the Eagles would make no sense because then it's going to be the same problem he faces now. Yeah, um, he's well, got to call plays and he's got to do whatever he's doing. In but Kansas he can City. call plays because Sirianni wasn't calling plays. It was Steichen. Yeah, but even so, he's not going to get the credit. If, if what, how can but he improve Steichen that off the credit, right? But how is he going to improve off of what Steichen did? You're going to give the credit to Sirianni. Go to somewhere where the offense was not good, and he's, and really leave your mark. Uh, big time, know. and he See, will. But we've seen Andy Reid do this before. He did this basically for Doug Peterson. Yeah, he basically put in a call with the Eagles and was like, "You should really yeah. look at Doug Peterson." And they hired him, and they won a Super Bowl. It's not working for Bieniemy. He's tried. I mean, at least he's tried publicly to say he should get a job a hundred times. What if? Okay, it is. A, Bieniemy, it is a mystery. If he's such a good offensive coach, then he should be able to have some level of success in a lot of different places. And I, I believe he can. But if he goes to the Eagles, no one's going to give him full credit. Is like Kevin Durant jumping on the uh, Golden yeah. State Warriors Sirianni, or something? Like I mean, you're joining a super team? Honestly, Sirianni did give up the play calling, but Sirianni's still an offensive coach. Go somewhere with a defensive coach like Rivera and just, you know, even if Washington's not a good team, if their offense approves by 40%, that's a good sign. I know, but you think about it, like look at what's happened with some Eagles coordinators. Like I know that they won the Super Bowl, but then Frank Wright got a head coaching job off of that, and now Shane Steichen gets a head coaching job. He took the Colts job today. Yeah, but the guy... Like, the enemy might the guy think, like, followed, this is the way to get hired. Yeah, but the guy who followed Reich did not get a head coaching job. John Filippo, he flamed out immediately. Uh, Sykin came in with a whole new regime. I think the second guy, the enemy's not going to want to follow this. Why would you follow that? They just scored 30... Jalen Hurts. That's got to be very appealing. He's, like, one of the, I mean, most coveted quarterbacks now in the league. But this is about credit for the enemy. And how is he going to get credit for a team that scored 35 points in the Super Bowl? Go to a team that can't do anything, that has nothing but room for improvement, and I like Washington. I, I think there's so much talent there. I know, but if you're looking at like ownership group for ownership group, and I know Washington is for sale, but let's we'll believe when we see it. Ownership group for ownership group, players for players. Like I'm going to Philly and just saying like, hey, maybe I'll improve on a good thing and I'll finally get a head coaching job as opposed to going to a place that feels a little bit more unstable. How are you going to improve? How is that possible? They're 14 and one with Jalen Hurts this year. Maybe he becomes. I mean, he's made some great throws, but perhaps there's room for improvement in the throwing game. I he's don't know. Be, no, you might as well. If you're going to do that, just stay in Kansas City. Why leave Mahomes? Get another ring. I don't know. I would want to work with Jalen Hurts if I were an offensive coordinator. That would be appealing to me. Eight five five two as appealing as Patrick Mahomes. Well, I'm just saying, if it's time to leave Kansas City, which it clearly looks like it is, then why not go and coach with another awesome, awesome player? Because of what Andy Reid said, he saying, "I hope he goes somewhere where he can be get all the credit." So great, so you're maybe go a player. To Houston? Who, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to go to DC and just hand the ball off to Brian Robinson and throw the ball to Terry McLaurin. Who's throwing the ball? You're you <laughs> can find Howell? a quarterback. I, I mean, listen, Brock Purdy just lit up the NFL. You can find a lot of guys to throw the ball. You're uh, Eric Bieniemy too. You know that Andy Reid offense. You could get it going. I know, but you can't use the Brock Purdy thing for everybody. That- Why not? Well, this is, there's definitely similarities. Washington ha- should have a great defense. Their but offensive Bianami's line is not great as good coach. as San Francisco. Andy Reid turns everybody into a, a low-level Pro Bowl person. I don't know. I think the enemy would be good in the different places. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Still have a lot to do today, and 
we have, oh, in honor of Valentine's Day coming up. Love it or hate it. Do that with some news that's come out today already. Do we love it? Do we hate it? Get to that in a moment. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Stu always tries to stump us with the Navy Federal Defensive Player of the Week. Perloff and I were talking about in the break, it's got to just be Nick Bolton, right? Yeah, I mean, if he had gotten that second pick six, or sorry, fumble return for yeah. a touchdown... Uh, yeah, I think he's the only defensive standout. We couldn't think of anyone else on the defense who would be worthy of getting it. So, Stu, who was it? You guys are right. Nick Bolton with his nine tackles, a fumble return for a touchdown, and like you guys mentioned, almost a second one as well. Sorry, Perloff. He had like the <laughs> – that's all right. He's over it. Is he? Uh, <laughs> I don't care about it. He Nick had like Bolton. the second most tackles in the league this year, Nick Bolton. He had an yeah. unbelievable year. Did the kid from Yale lead the league in touch, uh, tackles? Not the tackles matter on the Jags. You guys with the Ivy League, you're like the SEC. <laughs> you're like, it's it, just as long as someone in the conference is doing Foyer, something. Foyer Olakun? I think, did he lead the league? Yes. He did. Tackles is the dumbest stat anyway. They don't even know who to <laughs> give it to 90% of the time. <laughs> the dumbest stat. I don't think, yeah, they barely, I don't think it counts as an official stat. Did you know that? A tackle? Yeah, I think it's an unofficial stat. It's in the box score. Yeah, at least it used to be unofficial. I'll find out more about that. Take that caller and I'll Okay, let's it. go to JJ, our pals in California, who's watching and listening to us on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. What's up, JJ? What's up? How are you guys doing? We're doing great. What do you have on the Chiefs? Well, real quick, I just wanted to add that you guys did a, a very entertaining week last week. The interviews were off the chain. I loved it. It was super entertaining. So shout out for that. Oh, thank you. And... What I have to say about the Chiefs, man, I think all that's about scheduling and luck, don't you think? I mean, look at who the Chiefs played at the end of the year this past year. They played absolutely anybody, you know what I mean? Bills and Bengals, they had to play each other for one. And, I did, and plus, they were some people were hurt. The uh, Bills' defense was all messed up. Bengals' offensive line was all messed up. The Chiefs were absolutely healthy. So I think it all determines on luck. In scheduling, let's see if the Chiefs get such an easy schedule. They only played four playoff teams, like Seattle, San Fran, Jacksonville, and I can't remember the Bengals and the Bills. That was it. I mean, compared to what the Bills and Bengals had to go through, that was nuts this past season. I mean, they had to play all kinds of people. So I think the Chiefs, you know, are not going to be able to do as good as they did this past year. So I agree with Maggie. You know what? And JJ, it's a great call. On Sunday, December 4th, the Chiefs lost to the Bengals in Cincinnati. Then they played Denver, Houston, Seattle, Denver again in Vegas with Jarrett Stidham I mean, at the end. I mean, but it helped the AFC West was terrible. It was a, it was not but, the but division we thought it was going to be. Assuming it flips around. JJ, thanks so much for the call. And thank but, you for the compliment. I mean, listen, the AFC East, because Tua built up a lot of wins over horrible teams as well. That's true. That, I mean, the schedule one is tough to suit. The Ravens played nobody. They had a ridiculously easy schedule, too. I don't know how it worked out. The problem is the AFC South. Anybody who got to play the AFC South in any capacity won all those games. We got to check for 2023 who gets to play the AFC South. Oh, I know it's not the AFC East. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of the strength of the schedule flipped. The Eagles had the easiest schedule this year, and I think they have one of the hardest because the NFC East was so good. NFC East plays the AFC East next year. Yeah. Uh, the NFC East, all the teams that had this easy schedule next year have hard schedules, but it's hard to tell. Strength of schedule is so fickle from year to year. 
Okay, in honor of Valentine's Day, Perloff and I are going to play a little game of love it or hate it. So Stu is going to give us a question. We'll tell you whether we love it or whether we hate it. Stu, what do you have? All right, first question. We got uh, Shane Steichen, the new head coach of the Colts. Love it or hate it? Perloff, I'll defer to you on this Love that one. That's the one coordinator eagle hire that I love. He's really, really good. And I don't know what I'm basing this on. He looks like he's about 27, just got out of college a few years ago. <laughs> and he looks smart. I can't explain why. He Jonathan Gannon does. No, he, he just doesn't look come off as a head coach. He's a little bit like Mike McDaniel, where he looks like a nerd. And I, I like that in today's NFL. <laughs> and the offense was great. The play call, Since he took over the play calling, the Eagles were such a good team. I think you do need to hire an offensive mind, and he's perfect. I so. Are we doing Gannon on, in this segment, by the way? I'm not sure why. Because I hate that one. <laughs> okay, you just want to get on record that you hate Jonathan. I Gannon love being the Steichen hire. Yeah. I can't stand the Gannon hire. Why can't you stand the Gannon? Because he's not official, official yet, but it's getting there. He's Mr. Bend Don't Break on defense, yeah. and it killed them in the Super Bowl. He's got to be more aggressive. So the Steichen hire, mm, I-, I hate it for now. Because you don't know what kind of quarterback you're going to have. Are you going to have somebody like Jalen Hurts? And are you going to make sure that you draft somebody? Like, what are the odds that you're going to get somebody who's got all the components that Jalen Hurts has with the ability, the athleticism, the character? The I mean, all of the tangibles and intangibles that Jalen Hurts had, I think made Shane Steichen look a lot better. I have no idea what this guy is really like. So Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick who had done Diamond nothing. in the rough. He done nothing. Yeah, but so find another diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. He does yeah, nothing. He, he he had shown the college football world what kind of guy he was with how he handled the benching at Alabama, coming back into the game, staying at Alabama, coming back into the game, uh, coming back into you know relieve Tua, oh, uh, and then going to Oklahoma. Like we all, we all know, know that Hurts story, but it, nobody said any of that coming into the draft. You could not that you're going to find Jalen Hurts, but. Listen, if you're a brilliant offensive mind, you're going to turn a quarterback into something. The, the bar's low in Indianapolis. He doesn't have to win immediately, right? I don't He's know. He's like Zach Taylor. Uh, what, what's the next one, Stu? We'll get to this real quickly. Derek Carr now free agent linked heavily with the Saints. So how do you feel about Carr to the Saints? I love that just because I like Derek Carr in a dome. Now, the one thing is the coaching situation. Like Dennis Allen, again, I know. Not he, great. Not great. Uh, he, that salary cap strapped roster stinks. The GM has been screwing up a lot lately. Forget it. They have no prayer. So you hate it? Hate it. Well, at least you have Olave and you got some skill position guys. All right, time for one more little one. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I love it. Love it. Gotta love it, right? Uh, Makes a lot of sense. I like it. I I think love it is going to be too strong for both of us. We need to spend time on that. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.